Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hippity hoppity, your file is now my property. I work as a programmer for a software house supplying pretty niche software. Our client has programmers of their own, but mostly to make some adjustments that are no big deal, such as adjusting parameters and whatnot. For new features or new programs, they outsource the work to us. I'm involved in a particular project that has been dragging on for three years. It has a particular script involving FTP and SQL against a specific file, and that script hasn't been touched for at least two years now. The script is executed early in the routine, so if something is wrong, it would be detected very quickly. During the last two years, the client has been testing the routine multiple times, so why fix what ain't broke, eh? Friday, 6.03pm, the BA called. The routine stopped working, he said, and they're about ready to finally deploy the project. This is a blocker. The error message said it's FTP issue. To put this into perspective, the dude generally doesn't call even for time-sensitive projects. He was fine with chat. So this is a pretty dangerous problem. Unfortunately, I've taken leave for the next couple weekdays due to a certain cyber-related punk that got released. So I just said, yo, they've tested this multiple times and we've not sent them anything related to it in the past year or so. It's clearly their fault. But he's a good friend of mine, so when he asked, I went. What the hell, let's check it out. We agreed on the date and time and I asked for more details. The weird part is, he showed me a screenshot of the file's contents. Clearly, the FTP process worked, so how come the error said it's FTP? Monday rolls in, and at the specified time, I remote into the client's test platform. I watched as the FTP process ran smoothly, and the logs even said the transfer process completed. I checked the file, and sure enough, the data is there, yet it's as if it's not there. Debugging reveals the SQL script is unable to read the file. But what the heck? How would that even be possible? The script is quite literally just a cursor for the select column from file. It's as simple as it gets. Running the script outside of program for testing reveals the data is there, yet for some reason my program fails to do it. After about half an hour screwing around, checking the existence of the file, checking for duplicates, rehearsing the FTP, I finally realized something odd. Select column from file fails catastrophically, but select asterisk from file works. No. The file is indeed there, but when I checked the file description, it turns out it has a different column name, which is why select asterisk works, but select column doesn't. For some reason, the client decided to have their own version of the same file. I just took screenshots of both files. Showed that it's impossible it's our end because our file's descriptions haven't been changed since 2018, and told them to replace the file back. Would you look at that? The program runs fine. I just log off. Yeah, see, that's the problem. When people go inside of these programs and start meddling with things, you can't just arbitrarily change file names and path names and source names and things like that without there being some kind of consequences. 
And for our next story, contact your DNS provider. I'm a web developer and I provide support for a few websites. Last night I started getting alerts that one of my sites was down, so I checked, and it appeared to be a clear DNS issue. The host name wasn't resolving. There was nothing wrong with the application, the cloud services portal showed it was available and healthy, and I could hit the site from the private endpoint, but the public domain didn't resolve at all. Ping request could not find host. I emailed the client to notify them of the issue and told them to contact their DNS provider. We had another issue with the DNS provider a month or so ago. This isn't the first time their DNS has been flaky, which I mentioned in my email. The next day, my client forwards me an email from their IT department. IT to client. As the website is managed by a third party, me, someone should reach out to them to find out if any changes were made. We have not made any record updates. Me to the client. Hi, client. No, we haven't made any changes. This is a DNS issue, and you need to contact your DNS provider. Client. Could this be an issue with Cloud Service Platform? Me. No, the app in Cloud Platform is fine, and I can hit the site with the private application URL. The host name does not resolve if you browse to it or ping it. This is a DNS issue, and you need to contact your DNS provider. Client. What was the issue that happened a month or two ago? Did they change where the record was pointing? Me. I don't know, because all communications were done directly between yourselves and the DNS provider after we notified you of the issue. And all I was informed of is that there was a problem with the external DNS, which they resolved. Client. Is this something you can troubleshoot and resolve? If not, what direction would you like us to provide for your IT team? Me. No, we don't have the ability to update your DNS records or contact your DNS provider on your behalf. Otherwise, I would be doing that rather than having this migraine-inducing conversation. As for direction for the IT team, contact your DNS provider. <laughs> yep. I'm not sure why why people don't take direction. Here's where the problem lies. I don't know what it is specifically, but it comes from them. Contact them to have it fixed. It's like calling the water department to tell them that your garbage wasn't picked up. Yeah, that doesn't help you. You gotta call the right department, guys. And for our next story, what is Google? I'll start with a little backstory. I managed a systems engineering team for a company. The CIO decided to hire a service desk manager and take that responsibility from one of the other managers. The new service desk manager did not have very technical background. The first day, he asked one of the service desk techs how to change a user's password. This became a bigger issue as time went on because he couldn't screen new candidates for their technical ability. He focused on soft skills when hiring. This is great if the new techs have some drive to learn technologies or there is a training program in place to teach them basic technical support skills. The company had neither, and he didn't have the technical knowledge to train them. The more technical team members started leaving. Now the new techs, without technical skills, were being trained by the newer techs that didn't have technical skills. Oof. It got to the point where the techs were messaging the engineers for help all the time. One of the engineers wrote a batch of script for users to do self-help, install office, temporarily access USB drive, and a bunch of other little things. The batch script was called Help Me. This is a chat between one of the techs and an engineer. Tech. Hey, engineer. The user is having a problem with the thesaurus. Have you seen this problem before? <laughs> engineer. Have you Googled it? Tech. Google? Is that located in Help Me? If not, where can I find it? Engineer. What? 
Service desk positions, like most IT positions, are thankless positions. All you ever hear about are the complaints. I have never heard from a user, thanks, the systems are running great today. There's no reason to make it harder by hiring a technician that doesn't know what Google is. After this, I always ask what is Google in my interviews. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. oh, my mom, bless her soul. She knows what Google is. I'm old. That means she's old. And for our next story, my control key doesn't work. This isn't a big one, but this is the call that made me lose all hope for humanity in the impending robot uprising. Me. Hi, this is Robots in Nature from Tech Support Company. What can I do for you? Caller. Hi, I was just wondering if you could help me as I can't seem to make shortcuts. Me. No problem. Can I just take your name and number down for this ticket then, please? Caller. Yeah, it's Caller from Company. Me. Awesome. Now, when you say you can't make shortcuts, what do you mean? Customer. Well, every time I try to use Control plus C and Control plus V, it doesn't seem to work. I ask her more about her machine. She explains that this is the first time using the laptop and normally she has it in a dock and connected to an external laptop. Which is when it clicked. Me. Ma'am, I don't suppose you're using a ThinkPad, right? Customer. Yeah, how did you know? Me. Just from the whole docking thing. On ThinkPads, I know the FN key is on the far left where control normally is. Are you sure you're not pressing that instead? A moment of silence passes. I hear her click very slowly on her laptop keyboard and watch as the text she highlighted copies and pastes. TV session. She quickly blurts out, Thank you. Please don't tell anyone about this, and hangs up. So I gotta say, I, I can kind of see where that would be frustrating for uh, tech support help, but as much as I like getting into hardware and some software things, uh, as far as tech issues go, when it comes to actually typing on a keyboard... I'm like a monkey doing bad things to a football. Um, I have to look at my fingers half the time. When I don't, I know where a lot of the keys are on my setup, on my couple laptops. And I'm only using four or five fingers at most out of ten, including my thumbs. I count them as fingers. Don't start. Anyway, and, you know, a lot of times I got to look back down at the keyboard. It's just one of those skills I never picked up. I'm a carpenter. I'm a hammer and nail guy. And uh, so, yeah. Um, I could see where somebody who doesn't look at their keyboard and is fairly proficient at typing would kind of screw that up. Me, I'd notice it because I'm always looking down at my keyboard again. Uh, yeah, don't laugh at me, guys. And for our next story, the day I finally lost my temper. I work in a small IT department for a law firm. Normally, three people. We were at two people at the time of this story. In addition to the team being under strength, and as such, both members of the team were almost drowning with the workload, I was dealing with health issues. I have MS, first diagnosed in 2018. The primary result is fatigue. It gets worse if I overwork myself. I have reduced my hours to try to cope and have been working from home when I can. Bear in mind that the antagonist, Ethel, knew about this as her and I were on good terms and spoke fairly regularly. One Wednesday, my manager and I were asked to meet with one of the heads of the department to discuss some members of staff moving, and also some building work, one of those staff being Ethel. We were told the details and worked out a plan. I set up Ethel's new workstation, with new equipment, one monitor, keyboard, mouse, desk phone, there and then, and told her that she could move there for now, and on Friday I'd set up a second member of staff's desk, as well as install a second monitor for Ethel. 
The building work was due to be done on Monday. Ethel was informed where she was going and that all she had to do was move her laptop and plug into the docking station. We left with everyone knowing what the plan was. Thursday morning, I was working a half day from home. A phone call comes in around 9.10 a.m. It's Ethel. Me. IT, Phoenix speaking. Ethel. Hi, Phoenix. My monitors aren't working. I need things to work ASAP. Me. Suspicious, as I had only set up one monitor. Okay, I'll have to come in as I'm at home right now. I'll be there as soon as I can. So I get myself ready, go into work, and go to Ethel's desk. She's not sitting there. Instead, she's at the desk for the other member of staff with all the equipment from her old desk. She had unplugged everything and moved it over, but failed as she didn't know how to connect everything back up. I begin the conversation fairly irritated as my fears were confirmed. Me. Why are you sitting there? Your desk is set up here. I point to the desk opposite that she would have to walk past. Her phone with the display is there with her name on it. She'd have to be blind not to see it. Ethel. I didn't know. Me. Knowing that she did know, but not making an issue of it. If you didn't know, you could easily have asked. Ethel. I'm sorry, but... Me, cutting her off. Sorry doesn't include the word, but... Ethel. It's no one's fault. Can you just set me up on this desk? Me. No one's fault? Are you having a laugh? Ethel, storming off. Oh, just do your job. Me, angrily. That is not a good approach. So I set up her workstation with her old equipment. Called her over, asked her to log in, and once I saw everything was working, I left without another word. I don't think I have ever been so angry at work. It took me almost a week to calm down. Even now when I think about it, my anger stirs. A few days later, my manager called me into a meeting with a really apologetic tone and said that there had been a complaint about me. He didn't disagree with what I said, but that I had let my customer service mask slip. This instance showed me how little Ethel respected my time my workload, or my health, just because she didn't want the desk she was given. And what makes it worse? She's leaving in January. Whenever she sees me now, she either ignores me or shoots daggers at me as if I had disrespected her. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.